I know. <laughs> I said, hey there, can you hear us? And he said, I can, but clearly you couldn't hear me. F. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Mia. And this is Tina. And you're listening to Yeah No, the podcast about starting a business at the intersection of design and healthcare. Hi, Tina. Hello. Hi. I like your Nets sweatshirt. Go Nets. Yeah, I'm really hot right now for some reason. <laughs> Like, it's freezing outside, and I know it's kind of dumb that I'm hot, but I'm, I think it's because my sweatshirt's so hot. <laughs> because that sweatshirt is a Nets sweatshirt? Yeah. And I would never wear a sweatshirt to work, except that I'm going to the Nets game tonight. Brooklyn Nets. So, what's been going on? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about the growth of our business. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's challenging. It's um. It's in some ways it's super super exciting. Yeah, um, I'm always happy to grow. It's just a part of why we have created this business. You know, we really wanted to see it grow, but it also comes with like some serious issues that we have to talk about. So I was have you been thinking about it in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an exciting time, but I also have some trepidation. So I just wanted to talk to you about it today. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, we're going to have lunch with one of our favorite people to talk about growth with. Yes. Samip Shah. So we just appreciate the fact that, like, he comes from a completely different place, which is he started, he's been in startup, he's been in company, large companies, and when we're like, we have a question, who are we going to call? We always call Samip. Yeah. So, um, so well, let's... Well, when we have a business question. A business question. I don't know. Maybe he would be great about some other... We should call him with our lady questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's me. I'm having crazy cramps right now. What should um. I do? <laughs> Hello? Hey, Sneep. can you hear us? I can. How are you? Uh-oh. <laughs> that sounded like a tentative, like <laughs> you guys sound terrible. This, this computer audio thing is... A new surprise that has just popped up in the last two days that's irritating me. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, well, you're on speaker. Um, hopefully, you can hear us okay. Yep, I can. Oh, good. So, we just wanted to kind of, well, first catch up. Hi. Hi. We haven't talked to you in a really long time. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It feels like, I think it's been like since June or July. No, come on. I saw you guys like a month ago, two months ago. <laughs> no. It's been a The long last time. time we saw each other was at Casalula. Because we haven't, we moved into a new studio. We, yeah, we I moved into a new we studio June people? 30th, Samib. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, it's so like June then. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so we wanted to just kind of talk to you about growth. It's been on our mind. And we've hired two people. Okay. So anyway, so we're growing. You know, I think that there's obviously different ways that you grow companies. Um, and this is why we wanted to talk to you, because that's part of what you do. And Samip, if you, looking at di- what you know about Diagram so far, were to grow Diagram, how would you grow it? Well, where I still <laughs> probably continue to believe there's opportunity, and I mean, those two hires are important, but... Uh, you know, until there's a mindset change, and this is 
typical of smaller services businesses, um, myself included, uh, of the mindset change of I can start to let go of some of the work, and that mindset has to change uh, both with the clients but also with yourselves in terms of how do I get more leverage, right? I think mm-hmm. we've talked about that a number of times in terms of you'll never scale, truly scale a services business in um, by just continuing to deploy the two of you. That just it just doesn't happen, right? Like there's there's a finite amount of time, there's a finite amount of capacity. You guys have families, like you have other things you want to do. So there's the reality is the only way to really truly scale a services business is to build capacity at junior levels, right? True yeah. to big services businesses or even smaller, very successful services businesses that have long that have longevity and don't just go through these spikes of growth, uh, spikes and dips of growth have a mechanism by which they build kind of what I call the base of the pyramid. So um, the team members that you can rely on can over time develop a rapport with both yourselves but also with clients, but frankly just provide leverage mm-hmm. or can provide that doing, the, hand, the hands and the minds to that you can guide and you can train, but that the reality is they're, they're doing 75% of the work. And, and you guys are shifting to building new client relationships, ensuring existing client relationships are continue to thrive. Um, you know, so finding finding new accounts and building within accounts. And you know, I, my intuition tells me you guys have struggled with that the letting go part. Um, and it's not a fault; it's just a matter of at what point do you become comfortable with. You're not going to do all the work. You're not going to be in every client meeting, and and concurrently, how do you get the clients comfortable with that? Right, that shift because right. that's actually the biggest challenge. Is because historically, as you built as you built diagram, the clients are used to having me and Tina, yeah, or some combination of me and Tina. Right. And the challenge, I think, as you scale, is they don't like to let go. And I've run into that. Um, they want to still have the principals. They want to still have the senior people. Um, because that's what they think they're paying for. Um, so, you know, my, my experience is that's the biggest challenge, I think, is that letting go. Especially, say, as you're going to 2017, is like how do, you, how do you prepare the clients for a different, a shift in kind of service structure? So it doesn't mean that they're going to get less service. Like, they actually may get more service and they get more, may get more touch points. It's right. just that they're getting a different mix of you versus say your design manager or your kind of junior researcher. So here's my gray area with that, Samip, that I have a question about. Do you find the people who are going to be able to take over that senior position, interface with the client, all that kind of stuff first? Or do you try to get the people in the junior capacity or the mid-level capacity to be that person? Yeah, do you hire senior or do you train up mid-level yeah, people right. into, into senior roles? Right. Um, I mean, people people are the hardest thing of scaling businesses, right? I mean, it's people and customers, but really I think uh, good quality work lands its own, will lead to more additional customers. Right. Uh, being able to service good work or being able to provide, continue to provide that good quality work is driven by people, right? The people you hire. I'm of the mindset that you need core skill sets. You don't, I don't, 
come from the training or the mindset of paper to work. Um, I'm looking more for intangibles like work ethic, desire to learn, you know, willingness to go be above and beyond. Because I've my experience, and again, it's it's only a certain um, it's only a certain set of data points, but is people that tend to be perfect on paper tend to always um, either overvalue themselves when they've had that like perfect run on paper from private school to really good tr- training or really good college education or whatever design education for you guys um, to really good portfolio, they tend to be kind of entitled um, and. You know, I just came from the, I came from a training of not having that. So it was always, uh, I was always kind of pushed to work a little bit harder than everybody else. And so I always look for that intangible because I think you can take somebody that's willing to work hard and has the right attitude. Obviously, there's a baseline of intelligence and skill that you want. But um, after a certain point at at junior to mid-levels, it's diminishing returns, right? Like the incremental difference of somebody like amazing versus very, very good is not going to help you. But the incremental returns on somebody that's willing to work hard, act as a team player, yeah. is always, it's, it's just so much more. That's, I know, I know people that come from the exact opposite school of thought. Um, yeah. And we discuss this all the time. But it's also about being aware of like who you're realistically going to be able to recruit, right? Yeah. Um, How do you find that out? These things like desire to learn and going above and beyond like if you're interviewing people or you're meeting them for the first time like yeah you can't ask the question they always like if you say like do you have a desire to learn they're like yeah sure (laughs) do you have some things that you that make you go like oh i i can tell this person it has a great work ethic i mean i i uh i tend to spend a lot of time with people like yeah right like i was trying to understand a mindset and and my view is the resume is the end result of a bunch of activity or a bunch of right. thinking. Yeah. And so wherever else was saying, you know, tell me about what you did here. I said, I would say, so how did this problem come? What was the problem that you were trying to solve? How did it come about? Who did you interact with? What kind of person is that person you interacted with? Right. So you're understanding how that person solve the problem, but also how they interact with different types of people. So seniority, client versus internal, maybe it might be in a, in a marketing world, it could be account versus created versus production, right? Like how they kind of go through the motions to solve a problem and put that final bullet onto the resume. So I would kind of have them start from the beginning and work to the end bullet, where a lot of people will say, oh, so just tell me about what you did in this project. Right. Um, Whereas I had them break down the problem they were trying to solve, the interpersonal components, the challenges, kind of how they went about solving the problem, what they would have done differently, right? Asking all the different nuances of that specific, you know, task, project, accomplishment. Uh, You know, a lot of people hire quickly and fire slowly. Right. I'm sure you've heard that. that? It's it's pretty cliche. I mean, I I hire slowly, or I hire kind of moderately slowly. And I fire very quickly. You know, if you see that you don't have, it's not working. Right. And if, there's two types of not working, right? It's not working because the individual doesn't have the skill set or misportrayed their skill set. 
but there may be a different role for that individual. Now, in a smaller company, that's a little bit diff- more difficult because you know finances are limited. So that's one in- issue. And then there's just an inter- interpersonal not working, and they may have the best skill set in the world, but if they're you know abrasive or not willing to kind of roll their sleeves up or think some work is above them, like you know the, that kind of mentality. If that part, uh, that interpersonal kind of fit part of it, it's not working. Yeah, it's just you're not going to fix that, right? Like I always go, okay, fine. The individual can pass, like you know, all the all the questioning. They can do the case. They can nail the case study. But then the final, if we had two people that were rated the same in terms of recruiting, we would we would literally sit around the table and say, okay, now you're stuck in O'Hare or you're stuck in Minneapolis St. <laughs> Paul Airport, and it's there's like a foot of snow outside. Like, who do you want to be in that airport for the next twelve hours with? <laughs> um, and and you you'd be surprised. I mean, we we literally came down to that question a few times, where I, at least a few times that I can remember, because it was just like, well, if I want to have a drink with that person, or if I want to be stuck in an airport lounge with that person for the next twelve hours because we're jammed and we're not going anywhere, who does like? Do I really want to interact with that person on a social level? Or or another partner of mine used to say like, which person would get an invite to mingle with your friends? Right. Um, because that's somebody, not that they have to be your best friend, but it's it's a mentality of, like, they'll be a fit with the type of people that we want to work with. Now, that's, um, I'm going to contradict myself a bit and say that you don't always want everybody to look and act and know the same things, right? right. That, yeah. That's all, that's also a detriment to building good good culture, but they do have to be able to be willing to acknowledge different perceptions and perspectives, like, understand who brings what to the val- what brings what to the table right like those types of things if you don't if they don't have that willingness to kind of know what they don't know collaborate with others then I don't, especially in small team environments it's really hard right like you guys are effectively a small project team at a big company and so the success of that project team is really on every single hire that happens yeah. uh, at least from my perspective like yeah. there's not a lot of room for um, bad hires, which I think maybe not bad hires, but hires that are not adding the value that right. you expected them to add. Um, and I think you guys have kind of experienced that in the past. So, yep, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's we were talking about growth, and of course, there's a lot of aspects, and growth is is like the hub, and like there's all these different spokes on the wheel. And we had a whole conversation about people because it's such a People are so like can be so challenging to read and to, you know, and and how much of an alignment with our own ethos do they need to have? Work ethic is one, right? Because I think that people think that they work hard, right? And in for some people, it's no, you don't really work that hard, and and others, it's kind of like yeah, you work hard, but it's not smart, right? Like working hard and working smart are two completely different things. And I think that, so that's one thing. And then the other thing is that, do they need to align on the, like the same level that we hold our job, right? Like for us, the job is really important because it's doing an important thing in healthcare. And the question is, does everybody at the company need to have the same, be at the same level? Again, my intuition tells me historically it wasn't, the challenge around the ethos wasn't around doing something great in healthcare. It was, 
around being having a great design slash research mentality. Yeah. Because you can find lots of great people that are, want to do great things in healthcare, especially right now, I think. But it's whether you want to find people that want to do great things in healthcare and they may not have the exact skill set that you guys have and therefore you're going to have to, you know, yeah, train, train up. up, develop smart people, people or vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be looking for people that are passionate about healthcare for you guys. Yeah. And frankly, it all comes back to, in my mind, for you guys, it's, it's how do you let go of, and I'm going to use this with um, a caveat, but, you know, how do you build enough trust in the people around you that you hire that they can do? <laughs> Let me tell you how you should grow your business. That was, that was so sad. That was really sad. Why? I feel like someone must be listening. Because I always feel like it's always in the moment when you're just like saying the most important thing that your phone cuts out. Did I you? lost you guys. Sorry. We're giving up. Uh, is it in the ba- Are you in a basement? Is that why? Yeah. yeah. I was just uh, amping up Apple's uh, Wi-Fi calling and now it's <laughs> sucking. But, um, but thank you. I don't know if you we'll have just, any... Yeah, sorry. We'll continue this at lunch. Okay. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Thanks bye. for joining us. Bye. Bye. One of the biggest things that's been on our mind is that as we think about growing, there's lots of considerations about we have to grow our internal team, but we also have to grow the business the income, the relationships that we have um, to support the business. Yeah. So do we grow the team first or do we grow, you know, the business base first? One of our biggest challenges right now as far as growing is growing the team. In what way? We've already agreed, right, that we're going to invest in people and that's the way that we're going to grow, right? But, and I feel like the next question, though, is... What are the people that we're going to invest or who are the people that we're going to invest in? What are their characteristics? Well, and then that comes with risk because it takes time to invest in people. The hardest thing for me is to balance the risk that growth um, requires in terms of financial risk and um, also just emotional risk of, of entrusting that if we grow this company and if we invest that we're going to have the business coming in you know it's like that classic if you build it they will come mentality i i I, that gives me great discomfort so what's your question how much of business development do you feel like you should be doing versus overseeing the work I feel like 80% of my time should be in developing more business and relationships, and 20% of my time should be in the weeds of work. But we don't what do, do you that. Think, what do you think the reality, like if we were going to flip it and say, what's, what do you think it is right now? Flipped. 30, you think 30% is business development, and then 80% of it's in the weeds? Well, that's 110%. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but this is... <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, 
20% is in business development right now and 80% is in the work. And the biggest function of that is that we need people to help to lead projects. Yeah, because in their pie, it it, it would be 80% of successful projects versus 30% of their, or 20, shit, 80% of success. (laughs) Sorry. God, you let me run this company. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, just, it's really funny. You do the books, too. <laughs> oh, seriously. My biggest question is how do we ensure that we're hiring the right people and can continue to meet the integrity of our mission, which is to have design change healthcare? Mm-hmm. And the question that follows that is do the people that we hire need to believe in the mission or do they need to believe in us in accomplishing the mission then lastly how much do they need to believe in that that's my biggest question because I agree what you're saying about you know growing the business in a way of establishing new clients and then having core client business and you know distribution of work and things like that. I absolutely think that that's important. But the most important thing about growth is people. And I think that yeah, people are your most valuable asset. Yeah, really. And I, a comp- I want. I just. It sounds so dumb sometimes when I say it out loud. But I want people to care about healthcare as much as I care I about know. it. So, do we need to find people who are the same? Like are 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 either one of those yeah. things, right? Yeah, maybe right? that's it. Maybe and, that's it. Um, and then try and figure out, and then j- just to ensure that they're keeping the integrity of the mission, yeah. right? Right. And, um, yeah. and I think it's something that we're going to, I mean, we're, we've struggled it for, with it for a long time and we'll struggle with it moving forward. But I definitely think what should bring us solace <laughs> is that there's, solidarity in this. We're not the only ones struggling. I know. You know. It's good to talk to Samip about like that kind of yeah. stuff too. Yeah. So anyway, lots of questions. Um, Growth is hard. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> I'm glad I have you to talk about it. Yeah, but. that's good. Uh, so stay tuned for the next episode of Yeah No. And if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. We are on social media. We have our websites up. Yay. Yeah, no, podcast.com. We're on Instagram. This episode was produced by Sean Nazari and recorded by Michael P. Coleman and the lovely Lily Wen here at Figure 8. Our music is produced by Chess Smith. Please consider subscribing to Yano if you like what you hear. Stay tuned for the next episode. We have more surprises and more good stuff coming. Thanks. We have surprises? <laughs>